can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. So I was just listening to this other podcast before you joined me, and I have a okay. fun story about a haunted pool for later. A haunted pool. I just pool. wanted to tell you about it. Was it. In yeah. this, so was this in a pool podcast or something else? No, it's a paranormal podcast, and they were talking about this. Um, it's called The Castle of Good Hope. It, it's in South Africa. Okay. In Cape Town. Okay. That's like at the really, really tip of South Africa, the bottom, near the water. Yeah, apparently. Uh, well, from what I was listening to in the podcast, the the one it was they were she was a guest host, but apparently she had spent some time lived in South Africa, and I guess it used to be called the Cape of Storms because there were so many storms, and then you know, kind of bad luck, nobody wanted to sail around there, so they changed it to the Cape of Good Hope, which I didn't know that. I literally just learned that five minutes before you called me the top places in Africa that I would like to visit South Africa is way up on the list for sure it's it's yeah it was it sounds real interesting it seems real nice it looks like beautiful country yeah. amazing people you have the um, great white sharks fantastic everyone loves those and then most importantly most importantly that's where Charlize Theron is from ah and Dave Matthews band are they? <laughs> yeah. Well, Dave <laughs> Matthews is. I don't know about the whole band. I had no idea. Anyway, so this 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 week we're going to shoot the shit, literally. Somebody poops in the pool. That's what we're going to talk about, what to do. Plus, there's some new procedures. Well, they're not really all that new, but they're largely unknown. In 2017, the CDC hmm. changed their procedures up a little bit, and a lot of folks missed it because well, – they changed it to account for the uh, cyanuric acid level. When somebody correct. poops in the pool, it happens. You know you need to do something. So what do you think the first thing is you do when somebody poops in a pool? You got to close the pool. You got to get them out of the water. Get them out of the water. Get them off the pool deck. Get them out of the gate and lock the gate. If you leave them wandering around on the pool deck, they're going to try to get back in. I've had it happen a dozen times. People come up to me and say, well, can I swim on that side? It was floating over there. No, you don't want to swim with poop. So if it's a solid stool, does anyone know what the major threat is? And when I say major threat, I'm talking about the thing that you can get from it that's hardest to kill. Solid stool. Yeah. Is that what it is? Say again. Giardia. Yes. Giardia sounds a lot like the name of the lady with the Italian cooking show, right? A little yeah. bit different. Giardia is a protozoa. That is the hardest thing to kill in a human solid poop or the that could be in a human solid stool. So whenever there's a solid stool, we automatically treat the water for Giardia. It takes a little bit more. It's not that other nasty things can't be in there. There can E. coli, things along those lines. But those other things are killed very easily at a low chlorine level. One part per million after a couple of minutes, it can take it out. 
However, Giardia, it's a little bit more resistant than that. So there's more time that it can be in the water. And if there's more time that it can survive in the water, there's more of a chance that somebody could swallow it in water. That's contracted in the fecal to oral route, which is why we say don't drink the pool water, because realistically, all pool water is, is butt water. People put their asses in there. You don't want to drink it. So we close the pool. We got everybody off the deck. We locked the gate. What's the next thing that we do? Chuck the pool? Not yet, but close. The next thing I need to do is I got to scoop the poop. We got to scoop it out of there. And once I scoop it out, what do I do with it? Wing it over the fence because we don't like the people next door? <laughs> Throw it into their pool? <laughs> no. You need to dispose of it in a means in accordance with the local sanitation department. Realistically, it's just poop. So you can flush it. You can bag it and throw it in a waste pal. Either way is perfectly fine. I have to take that poop scooping equipment and throw it into the pool. It has to go through the same process the water goes through in order to sanitize it correctly. Otherwise, I risk recontaminating the water if I go to scoop something out later on. Or if you have a service company, you risk contaminating other pools on your route. And we don't want to do that. So the poop scooping equipment goes into the pool. Now I'm going to raise my chlorine level up to two parts per million. That's it. Two parts per million. I'm going to hold my chlorine level at two parts per million for 25 minutes with my pH. I want 7.5 or less. What's the name of the chemical we use to test pH? A red phenol or some phenol red. Very good. It's easy to remember because it starts with pH. It's spelt P-H-E-N-O-L and it's red, phenol red. Why do I want my pH at 7.5 or less? Chlorine's effectiveness is pH dependent. The lower the pH, the more effective your chlorine. At 7.5, your pH is 50% effective. The lower I go, the stronger it gets. At 7.2, it's 66% effective. So I want my pH at 7.5 or less. And when I'm saying that, essentially what I'm saying is that I want my chlorine to be 50% effective or better. So 25 minutes, chlorine levels at two parts per million, pH is 7.5 or less. After 25 minutes, let him swim. All except for the little bastard that shit in the pool because that kid needs to be punished, right? <laughs> So what do you do if your chlorine level is already at two parts per million when you test the water initially? Do you have to add anything? Somebody pooped in the pool, you scooped it out, you disposed of it, you threw your poop scooping equipment in the pool, you test the water, your chlorine levels at two, your pH is already seven, five or lower. Do you need to add something? No, you already meet the requirements. You just need to keep them out for 25 minutes. But here's the thing. Part of what you do is preventing hysteria. You're at a facility. You know there are people because somebody pooped in the pool. It came out of someone and they're watching you. You cannot walk onto site at a commercial pool with a test kit and not have everyone there staring at you. They do. They watch you. They're nosy. They want to know what you're doing, right? So if you kick everybody out of the pool and make them stand to the side for 25 minutes and don't add anything, that's not going to go over well. Because you know that lady, Karen, that lives there? She's going to stand at the gate and she's going to grab everybody by the sleeve after you've done this treatment that goes to enter that pool area and say, 
that pool guy, Chris, you know, that pool guy, Chris, I seen him over there. All he did was make us get out and take this ridiculous time out. Didn't add anything at all. And then told Mike Joey, he could go in that toilet that they keep over there. That's exactly what she's going to do after she calls the health department. And if the health department gets a phone call, what do they have to do? They have to respond, right? They have to come out no matter what. And while they're out there, do you think it would be odd if they chose that time to do a pool inspection? Probably not. Not that your pool is going to be a problem, but why open up a can of worms if you don't need to? So what I would do if my chlorine level was already at two and my pH was already at 7.5 or lower after I did all of the steps that we mentioned, got everybody out of the gate, scooped the poop, threw the poop scooping equipment in the pool, checked my chlorine level. I see that it's at two. My pH is already 7.5 or lower. I would take a little bit of a granule or a liquid chlorine and I would broadcast just enough to bring it from two to three parts per million. Just so everybody could see that I add something and appease the masses. The only difference now, though, is once you add a chemical manually to the pool, you should wait an hour before you let people in. So we're going to extend that time from 25 minutes to 60 minutes. Have you ever had poop in a pool? Have you ever dealt with it? I'm sure you have. I've had... I have actually in several times in a class where I would actually walk the class out to the swimming pool so that we could measure the pool. And all of a sudden it turns into a lesson on fecal incident response Ew. because there'd be a floater. Somebody left us a gift. Somebody left us a present right there, ready to go. Kick it into high oh, great gear. To have, oh, so you were a pool first. You were a poo first responder, if you will. Poo first respond. Yep. We took the class out there. It was an excellent learning opportunity. It was their pool. So they might, they had to scoop it out anyway. Of course. Ew. Yeah. So the shit really hit the fan. But the net, if you will. <laughs> true, 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 true. The How to Get Rid of Swimming Pool Algae Handbook, written by pool water chemistry expert Rudy Stankowitz, will be the most comprehensive guide on algae prevention and remediation you will ever own. Algae is the single most encountered swimming pool problem noted worldwide, but it doesn't have to be a problem for you. Purchase your copy of the How to Get Rid of Swimming Pool Algae Handbook on Amazon, today. What's the major threat with diarrhea? What's the thing that's hardest to kill in diarrhea? There's a type of currency that it sounds like cryptosporidium crypto. It is the toughest thing to kill. So if everybody could, I want you to think of cryptosporidium as being as strong as a superhero, as far as killing it, this is going to help you to remember it. So I want you right now on three, you ready as loud as you can to shout cryptosporidium as if it was a superhero one. Two, three. Cryptosporidium. Cryptosporidium. <laughs> it kind of lends toward that, right? But now I'll check this. So this is the toughest thing to kill that you can get from human diarrhea. The threat to a person, a threat to a healthy person is dehydration. Obviously, if you have a lot of really bad diarrhea, that could lead to dehydration. Somebody who is immunocompromised, it can kill them. So we do want to make sure that we treat this correctly. So you see that big brown cloud explode from through the water. What's the first thing that you do? Get everyone out. We got to close the pool, right? We got to get the people out off the deck, out of the gate, lock the gate. I once had a kid come running and jump over the fence and into the pool while treating a fecal incident. After I get everybody out of the pool area, what do I do now? Rice the chlorine. 
Not yet. I got a few steps to do before then. <laughs> I had diarrhea. I know it's diarrhea, but you know what? There might be chunks and I need to scoop out as much as I can. I got to chase the corn, whatever you want to call it. I got to scoop out what I can dispose of it. Again, I can flush it or I can double bag it and throw it into a waste pile. After I do that, now what do I need to do? I got to throw my poop scooping equipment in the pool, right? It has to go through the same process the water goes through in order to sanitize it correctly. Otherwise, again, I risk recontaminating the water at that pool or the next pool on my route later on. Personally, in this scenario, if I'm the pool service person, I am selling that facility, that equipment right now. Now that it's touched diarrhea, it's their equipment. It's their net. I'll go buy a new one. That's part of the bill. So in the water, it has to go through the same process. Now, Marcelo, what do I do? <laughs> I got to raise the chlorine level, right? And how high do I raise it? Does anybody know? I got to bring it up to what? 10? 10? Higher than 10. I got to bring it up to 20 parts per million. I got to bring it up to 20 parts per million. How do I know I got there? How do I know I have a chlorine level of 20 parts per million? Does your test kit test as high as 20? If you're using the DPD drop test with the drops, it does not. It will bleach out at 10 parts per million. That means if this is the only kit you're using and you're attempting to treat this diarrhea accident in the swimming pool, you are only guessing at whether or not you hit the correct levels. And now you're playing games with people's health. And we don't do that ever. In order to hit those levels to confirm that you've reached a chlorine level of 20 parts per million, you need an FAS DPD titration test, Foxtrot Alpha Sierra, FAS DPD titration test for chlorine. It is the only means of testing chlorine available to us that can measure a chlorine level as high as 20 parts per million. So we need that test kit. Now I'll tell you this, it's no secret Kids only poop in the pools on weekends and your local pool store is not going to have this test kit in stock. Mm. So get one ahead of time. This treatment cannot start until you can confirm that chlorine levels at 20 parts per million. If you go to your pool store on Saturday and they don't have it, they're going to have to order it for you. They're not going to be able to order it until at least Monday, which means you're not seeing it till Tuesday. That's four days with the pool closed at that facility because somebody pooped in it. Order it on Amazon, same thing. It's going to take, what, two days? That's yeah. still an extra two days before you can even start this treatment. Purchase it ahead of time. You can get the kit like you're using that comes with an FAS DPD method of testing chlorine. Or you can continue using what you're using and just buy that FAS DPD means of testing chlorine as a standalone. They only run about 30, 35 bucks. Buy it ahead of time. Have it on hand. The powders in that kit are good for four years. If after four years, you haven't touched it and you throw it away, don't feel like you've wasted 35 bucks. Instead, I would celebrate the fact that nobody had diarrhea in my pool in four years. <laughs> How cool is that? Definitely a much better way to look at it, right? Okay. FAS DPD means of testing is a titration test. Titration means that I add the drops to make a color change. The type of test you use now where you put in the drops and hold it up to the light and match the color, that's known as colorimetric. If we break the word apart, it's simple. It's color 
a metric, calorimetric. Titration is adding drops to make the color change. And with that, again, we can measure as high as 20 parts per million. Fantastic. Where does my pH need to be? Again, 7.5 or lower for the same reasons. I want my chlorine to be at least 50% effective or better. Now I'm going to hold my chlorine level at the 20 parts per million for 12.75 hours. 12.7. That's how long it takes to kill this stuff. If the chlorine level was only one part per million in this pool and cryptosporidium was introduced, it would survive 10 and a half days. Think about that. What would happen if you were at a water park and this went unnoticed in that body of water? Now, granted, their chlorine level is probably not going to be one, but maybe two. That's still five days that anybody who gets a mouthful of water could contract cryptosporidium. 12.75 hours after 12.75 hours, I scooped out as much as I could. It was diarrhea. I couldn't get it all, but I got everything I could. What do I need to do now? It must have went somewhere. I have to backwash or clean my filters to waste. Now I'm about to let people swim. My chlorine level has been up at 20 parts per million. I need to bring it down to an acceptable level. Does anybody know what the maximum acceptable chlorine level is in a public pool? 10 parts per million. I have to bring it down to at least 10 parts per million. The name of the chemical I use to lower the chlorine level, sodium thiosulfate. It's the same chemical as in reagent R007 in your test kit, but it comes in a large size and a granule that you can add directly to the pool to bring the chlorine level back down. Is there anything wrong with just riding it out, letting the level come down on its own and just having the folks wait longer? No. I mean, aside from pissing off the people that have to wait longer, but if that's the way they feel, they shouldn't have shit in the pool. So you could just do that. Give it an extra day, have the chlorine level come down on its own. That's fine. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at blu-rayxl.com. Blu-ray all day. So here's what I was talking about. So if you have a facility, definitely purchase this test kit ahead of time because you need it. The FASDPD means of testing chlorine. Because if somebody does have diarrhea and you don't own it, it will hold you up until you own it before you can start that 12.75 hour process. If you're a service company, let's just take a look at this scenario. So Ed, you run a facility, right? Is that what you said? I work at one, yeah. Okay. So play, play along with me here. Let's say, for example, it's Saturday, busy weekend. Somebody has diarrhea in the pool. We're just going to pretend here that you don't take care of the pool yourself there. You have a pool service company that you contract this out to. So the first thing you do after somebody has diarrhea in the pool is you obviously you close the pool, you get everybody out of the water. But your next step is to call your pool service company, wouldn't it be? Yes. Okay. They don't answer. You leave a message. How long do you wait for them to return the call before you start calling through the list of names that you pulled up in your search engine of other service companies? 30 minutes. 30 minutes. So he's got people around the pool pissed off, wanting a refund, wanting discounts. People who weren't even going to use the pool are wanting discounts. 
He gives them 30 minutes. Now he starts calling through the search engine. Are you leaving messages or at this point, are you just waiting for somebody to pick up the phone? Going for a live person. Okay. So he's calling, he's calling, he's calling, he's calling. Boom. He gets a hold of Kyle. And the first thing he asks Kyle is, can you handle this? We just had a diarrhea accident. Kyle, if you do not own that FASDPD means of testing chlorine, you have to tell him no. Because you don't have a test kit that can test a level as high as 20. If you tell him yes, again, you're playing games with people's health. But if you did purchase that $35 test kit ahead of time, you would have it on hand and you could say yes. And Kyle, 12.75 hours. That sounds like an expensive job, doesn't it? It is. I mean, this is not a scenario and no pun intended. You can just dump and run with the chemicals. <gasps> All right. A little bit of a pun intended. <laughs> But you can't. You can't just toss enough in there to get to 20 and hope it lasts for 12.75 hours. You're going to be on site a lot, if not straight through. Make that your hub for the day. Go to Ed's facility. Test the water. Chlorine pH. Chlorine pH. We know those are the big ones, right? We want the chlorine level at 20 and the pH at 7.5 or lower. I would go once after every pool back to his facility and test the water. Maybe once every 30 minutes, document it, bullet point it. Like I said, chlorine pH, chlorine pH throughout the entire period of that time, just in case anything ever comes up. And God forbid you treat it correctly. Somebody gets crypto and they want to sue. At least this way, you can show people in your documentation, look, I handled it exactly the way the CDC says that we should handle this exactly the way the health department wants us to handle this. So you do that 12.75 hours and Kyle and Ed's going to pay you because he's got an emergency right now. This is costing him, him money and his pool service company. They just didn't return the call, you know, and things happen. It's a Saturday, but when you take on commercial pools, you know, that's a part of it. You are kind of on call for these things. So Ed doesn't fire his normal pool service that weekend, but I'll tell you what, they just got closer to the edge. And when he does let them go, Ed is going to remember that Kyle saved him and you're going to get a chance to bid on that job. And you're already the favorite because you came out and handled this on a weekend and helped him to pull back in the shape. So let's say he hires you, Kyle, and you do a good job. Ed's facility belongs to a management company. They have 10 other properties in that area. So when Ed goes to the regional meeting and the other chief of maintenance, the heads of maintenance are there and they're complaining and bitching about their pool guy. We don't ever know when he's here. This is that. We don't know that this is being done correctly. Ed's going to say, hey, you know what? I got this guy, Kyle, and he is badass. And he's going to refer you. And then the next thing you know, Kyle's taking care of all 10 of those pools in that area. Not too shabby because you purchased a $35 test kit as an investment. <gasps> Holy crap. Did you hear the news? The Talking Pools podcast now has a regular column in Pool Magazine. It is the hottest new trade mag in the industry. The edgy morning radio show style podcast with Rudy and Andrea is now on the pages of the magazine known for keeping a finger on the pulse of the pool industry. Yes, both print and digital. Download the PoolMagazine.com app on Google Play today. One of the right when I first took over one of these commercials that I still currently do, um, the they were switching texts. So the other guy that Matt, you've heard of Matt, so yes, Matt was you, leaving. You love pool Matt, and oh God, well, almost Matt, as much old. as almost as much as you love David Spade. What?
David Spade. Joe Dirt. Oh yes, Joe Dirt. Well, they're yes. different people. They're not the same. They are. Anyway, and they, Joe Dirt's and they a are. character, Rudy. Joe okay. Dirt's a character. So, okay. Yes. That's, <laughs> Andrea's real. crush does not go beyond the character. <laughs> I got the poo on me. Anyway, so yeah, so um, we responded to the call. Um, I guess Matt had already cleaned up the, uh, you know, super hazardous material. Thank goodness. Um, and then I had to, uh, I had to help with the procedure. So yeah. Super hazard. Oh, so you went and met Matt at a pool. No, he had already left by the time that we got there, but he had cleaned up the, 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 the mess. So he took the poop with him. I don't know what he did with it, but yeah, he got it out of the pool. Okay. Gotcha. So was it a solid stool or diarrhea? Do you know who it came from? We don't know who it came from. I think it was a solid because I think part of it was on the deck. On the deck uh, of the pool. I, yeah, but so, I think we ended up just treating it as a, like it was, some of it was on the deck and then some of it was in the pool. So like, I think it was like uh, a half poop. Like a splatter. <laughs> like somebody missed, like they were facing the wrong way. You think they were aiming? <laughs> I have no idea what these people do. <laughs> So they missed and hit the rim, which caused it to splatter. Thank God Matt was there to clean up the mess. Thank Is that God what you're telling me? That. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so then you guys just went and treated it like a solid stool. Did he clean the deck as well? No, we treat. No, we treated it like a. Uh, we treated it like a. Oh, it wasn't a solid. diarrhea. It was diarrhea. Oh, okay. No, no, no. I think it. I think it was solid, but I think just by the time there was, I think it was just in the pool and just whatever. We had to do it. Uh, black algae treatment as well at the same time is very coincidental. I have a question to ask you though. Was this before or after lunch? And did you have burritos that day? <laughs> In 2017, the CDC altered their procedure for handling fecal incidents slightly. For as long as I can remember, there was always a footnote at the bottom of the procedure for handling diarrheal accidents in a swimming pool. And what it said was, is that the CDC was unable to obtain a 99.9% kill rate in a swimming pool that used cyanuric acid at any level. So going into 2017, they took this into consideration. They actually made it one of the steps in the process. And that's important because if you are in an area where you operate with a health department pool code, a public pool code, and your public pool code is telling you that you're using the CDC procedure to handle a fecal incident, that means this affects you. And this is what you should be doing. Even if you're talking about a residential pool, if somebody has diarrhea in the water or somebody poops in the water, aren't you going to want to handle it according to the CDC guidelines the same way that you would handle a public pool? Look, just because it's in somebody's backyard, it's no less important. Just because it's in somebody's backyard, there's no less of a chance of disease. The only factor that makes it maybe less is less asses in the pool. And realistically, mostly only people you know, unless you're renting out your pool and then Lord knows what's going on in there. I don't want to know. It's like one of those baths up in Alaska because a lot of people should like to come over and fornicate beneath the lights of the horizon, the aurora borealis, because they think that means their child will be born with blessings and good luck. And somebody asked me, do you want to get into the hot springs with them? And I was like, Fuck no. So anyway, back to this, the new procedure for a swimming pool with cyanuric acid in the water. The first thing that we need to do after we close the pool and kick everybody out, we scoop the poop, we dispose of the poop while well, we scoop the chunks, at least as much as we can get out at this point. It is diarrhea. 
we dispose of it, you know, we flush it or we bag it, we throw it in a trash pail. Then we throw our poop scooping equipment in the pool. The next step, the step right here, test your cyanuric acid level. If it is above 15, one, five, if it's above 15 parts per million, you got to lower that. We got to lower it to below 15 parts per million. Again, one, five, 15 parts per million. Has to be less than 15 parts per million before you can proceed. And how do we lower the cyanuric acid level? You got to drain the pool. We got to replace water. Maybe not all of it, but a lot of it. If you're at 30 parts per million and I got to get down to 15, that means I got to drain at least half the water. And a good practice is to hose down the walls of the pool thoroughly as it's draining, because it is not uncommon to replace water in a pool and refill it to see that you do still have a cyanuric acid level just because of what adhered to the plaster on the way down. Some people say that plaster absorbs cyanuric acid, maybe, but we have to look for that. So drain the pool, replace the water, bring it back up, retest. Problem, that drop test you have, that one where you look down in through the cloudy water to look for the dot after you, do, you add the chemicals, right, your cyanuric acid test, that visual determination test, if you look at the side of your test block, the lowest number that can read is 30 parts per million. The test itself can actually read as low as 20 parts per million, but it can't read 15 or less. That means you're going to need another test kit to measure accurately a cyanuric acid level of 1 to 15 parts per million, you are going to need to use a photometer. I don't care whose photometer it is, but you can't do it with that visual determination test. You need an electronic meter to do this. Now, once we've got the chlorine level down to 1 to 15 parts per million, it is still a 20 part per million free available chlorine level that I need. But instead of holding it at 20 parts per million for 12.75 hours, we need to hold that in place for 20 eight hours that's in the presence of any cyanuric acid, even if it's just one part per million. And of course, the pH is less than 7.5 at this time. And the reason we shoot for 7.5 or lower, because your, your chlorine's effectiveness is pH dependent, right? I know. Not as much in pools with cyanuric acid because of the way cyanuric acid affects the chlorine's effectiveness. We still, as far as this procedure goes, need to maintain that pH at 7.5 or lower. And that's the reason 7.5 your pool chlorine is 50% effective. The lower it gets, the more effective it gets. So when we say we want it 7.5 or lower, what we're saying essentially is that we want our chlorine that's in the pool to be 50% effective or better. So what advice would you give to somebody? Their phone rings, they're a pool service company, and it's a hotel. It's one of your customers. It's a Saturday. Somebody just had diarrhea in the pool. Is it? Is this, well, obviously sharks. they're not there There's yet. Sharks. Though, but. There's sharks in the pool. Get them out. There's shit sharks <laughs> in the pool. <laughs> so is this, is this their responsibility? Is this extra? Is this included? What are we doing here? You mean like from a uh, charge them standpoint? No, this is their responsibility. They got to pay. This is an extra service for sure. I've been at some facilities where they've actually billed the person who pooped the cost <laughs> of the cleanup. That is a good idea. I am, I am done with that. Yeah. You just have to be able to identify the shitter, the mad shitter. So, yeah, I mean, DNA. So a lot of these places have um, cameras, so you can tell. That's true. You could use the camera or you could send it off to Ancestry. If you can get it, if you, get, <laughs> if you want to handle the poopies. <laughs> 
So, but I think that's a great idea, charging the person who did it. Even if it's a kid, right? You should be in charge of your kid. You should be in control of your kid. You should teach At your least. kid that if they have to go to the bathroom, they should get out of the pool and use the bathroom. And if it was uncontrollable because the child has diarrhea, then that's your fault anyway. You should know your kid's sick and not let them in the pool. I yeah well I mean at least the parent should know the the cost not you know of of everything the the cost of the facility having to pay for the for you to come out the chemicals the time that they are closed for because now you know they have to close for twenty four hours if it's a if it's a number if it's a number runny <laughs> and you know and you know how these are contracted right how people have this spreads yes because you drink the poo water yes fecal to oral route that's what they call it. From ass bung to mouth, mouth butt it's water. Ass, ass to mouth. Ass to mouth. There was that yeah. horror movie, Centipede. Yeah, 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 I yeah. Didn't, I haven't watched it. I can't bring myself to watch it. But I there's haven't a lot watched of, either, but South Park did a good parody. Of I it. hear there's a lot of ass to mouth in that. There, There's a lot of, well, okay, I just watched the South Park episodes. Anyway. <laughs> All right, take us out of this one. Oh, all right. Well, anyway, that's been our show. So thank you for listening. Um, follow us on all the social medias. Like we always say, um, Spotify does a star review system now. Leave us uh, five stars. Um, review us on Apple. Give us a, a nice review. All of that stuff. TikTok. Ask us questions. It's my favorite part. Thank you for listening to us. We appreciate you and we really thoroughly enjoy you tuning in and us getting to chat with you every week. Um, and Andrea's right. Send us an email. Ask us some questions. Conversation can go two ways and uh, we'd love to hear what you have to say as well. Catch yeah. you next time. Bye. just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to Poolmageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People, for the Pool People, by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 